Hello and welcome to Somos Padres, a podcast dedicated to the constant development of our parenting and ourselves. We are your hosts, Paulo and Yesenia. Thanks for joining us as we share our parenting experiences rooted within the context of our own life journey. In that spirit, we will also be sharing parenting information and the stories of mothers and padres out there who have embraced their own personal evolution as the greatest gift of parenthood. Here we go. Hey everybody, I just want to say welcome back. This is episode four of the Somos Padres Summer Series. And I just want to lead with gratitude. I just am grateful to be back here, to be able to talk with you, to share with you. It has been a very rough week. I didn't release an episode last week um, as I intended because there was just a lot of heaviness, you know, with everything going on with the um, El Paso shootings and Dayton, Ohio, and then the raids in Mississippi. And then on top of that, we um, hearing uh, where I live in my own neighborhood, there was a shooting just right um, on the other street. And it's just been a very heavy week here. Um, so I just want to stand in gratitude because sometimes even me, like I sit here and I go, I just don't know that I have anything to offer, you know, because these times seem so heavy and and, you know, trying to find our way through it is is hard. So the, I really want to dedicate this episode to the work, to the work of, of getting through the, these really hard times. And I really want to focus on, um, I really want to focus on what it is that has helped me to get through. And it's this this analysis and this understanding of personal responsibility and in, you know, messages that are empowering and then disempowering, right? So it's really interesting how, um, how the universe works and how these messages started to come to me. And I'm actually going to share them with you in this very, probably short podcast, but, um, it's really interesting how all of these messages started to come together for me to remind me of of the work and the work is inner. I really am a believer that at the end of the day, we have got to do the work individually and and that everything that is happening, those are outer manifestations, but it's really only a reflection of our inner work. Like if you've ever listened to someone talk about even manifestation and how you manifest things in the outer, the outer is only a reflection of what's going on inside of us, right? So it's just really interesting, like I said, how these messages started to come to me. And actually, the first message that I want to share was the first message that really started to jolt me and get me out of out of my head and just start to recenter me. And it came about because I follow... Um, <clears throat> I follow Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on Twitter and um, she shared 
this clip from MSNBC, which I'm going to share with you now. So I should add that the man speaking that you're going to hear speaking, his name is Eddie S. Goud Jr. I think that's how you say his name, G-A-U-D-E. And he was on this panel on MSNBC. I don't watch their news. Um, The only one I would recognize would be Rachel Maddow. And it wasn't Rachel Maddow. So it was some other news time. And he was um, on, he was, he's a black man. He was the only person of color on this panel with three other white people, um, one male, I mean, sorry, one female, two males. And this was after the two shootings, El Paso and Dayton. And this is what he had to say. So what we know is that the country has been playing politics for a long time on this hatred. We know this. So it's easy for us to place it all on Donald Trump's shoulders. It's easy for us to place Pittsburgh on his shoulders. It's easy for me to place Charlottesville on his shoulders. It's easy for us to place El Paso on his shoulders. This is us. And if we're going to get past this, we can't blame it on him. He's a manifestation of the ugliness that's in us. So this is one of those times when I really wish that you and I were in a room together And that I could ask you, what did that feel like for you? What went through your head, your body, when he said, this is on us? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what I'm about to tell you about what happened for me and what the experience was for me. It really is about you and and how that landed with you and how it resonated with you. I can tell you that the people that were on that panel with him, they were shook. You could see it in their faces that they had just been handed a deep truth. And they were now in their minds trying to process it for themselves. Like this man is literally calling us out and saying, you no longer get to just blame Donald Trump and his racist remarks and everything else that he does, all the negativity that he spews. You don't get to blame him. You have got to own this because he is just a manifestation of the muck that's in us, in all of us. He wasn't excluding himself, right? He was saying this is on all of us collectively, And I think there's a lot of well-meaning people who it's just really, you know, easy to say, well, I'm a good person. This is not about me and what I'm doing. Or even within our own community, we can be like, well, I'm part of the oppressed group. So this isn't on me. No, this is on all of us. And I'm going to give you a very clear example, which also came to me as I was watching. um, Interestingly enough, I was watching Queer Eye. And there's an episode in season four, which I totally recommend that you go watch, um, where a chica, they have a, a Chicana who is on the show and she is talking about how she um, they're the only Chicanos in the neighborhood and it's an all white neighborhood or primarily white neighborhood. And she doesn't connect with her um, neighbors because she just really feels like unwelcome. She feels unwelcome. There is actually one neighbor who 
did make racist remarks. Um, but she was basically saying, like, we're the only ones. I really feel like um, we're not welcome. Like, people don't like us in the community. And so Karamo um, created flyers for her because she was um, she was putting on an arts festival. And he created these flyers so that she could go to all of her neighbor's houses, except for that one particular house um, where um, the neighbor had made some racist remarks. So, but everybody else, she, she went to their houses and knocked on their doors with Karamo and they, she talked about her arts festival and invited them and they were so welcoming and loving and lovely. And at the end she was like, wow, like I never would have known that they were so supportive. And some of them even showed up to the arts festival. And why am I sharing this story? I'm sharing this story because here's a perfect example of someone who was letting fear dictate and hold them back from doing something out of love. And sharing their love, sharing their art, sharing this festivals, sharing this positive thing. They were allowing this fear and they were, she was allowing it to stop her. This is why the work is inner. The, the work is within us, right? We have got to dismantle this fear and we have got to start to connect with people the you know the other part and the the other piece of this is that here she was the only family the only latino family only mexican family in this community and because they were the first people they were the ambassadors and here was this opportunity to reach out to their white neighbors and show them how amazing mexicans are and latinos are and you know, all these positive things and look at what we're doing for our community and how we're just uplifting our community and the art and everything and all, and all of this. She, she started this um, arts festival because she couldn't find mentor a mentor for her daughter, right? She was doing this out of love, right? Because she wanted youth to have mentors in art to help them, right? So just all of this amazingness and yet she wasn't, she was keeping it to herself. She wasn't allowing for her community to see that and to offer them a different view than what's being portrayed in the media, right? This is why it is so important for us to start to do this inner work, to not let fear hold us back. I know that all of what's happening right now can feel very frightening. We can, I mean, I saw people that were posting like, I don't, I'm afraid to go to the store. I'm afraid to, you know, do this and do that. I don't want to take my kids because I'm so afraid of what can happen. And I get it. And this is what happens. And that's why I said it's so disempowering because when we focus on the outer, when we focus on all the hate, when we focus on the white supremacists and the race, people that are racist and the violence and all of this, it is so outside of our control. And that's why it's so disempowering because we cannot control how people are going to treat us. We don't get to control any of that. And we don't even get to, you know, um, we don't get to control how people are going to react to us. So it feels very disempowering. But this is why I just, I loved the quote 
right? I loved when he said, this is on us because it shook me to my core and it reminded me I have power. I have power and I have got to take it back and I cannot let fear stop me. That fear isn't real, right? Yes, those are real threats that exist in our community, but at the end of the day, the most important thing is that I focus on myself and doing the work on myself. And I focus on trying to be the most loving being that I can be and to use my gifts and my talents in, in, in order to make a positive change in the world and to do the work that I need to do, right? It's an inner job. This is on us. It is on us. And when you begin to focus on you and the power that you have, you reclaim that power. And then you refocus on this is why the healing work is so important. This is why healing the wounds is so important and doing the work and focusing on our families and getting rid of any sense of violence. Because let me tell you, some of what I read on social media it feels like it feels like violence to me. And there is no way that violence is going to get rid of violence. I think it was Martin Luther King who said like, you cannot get rid of hate with hate. Only love can do that. I'm paraphrasing. That wasn't the exact quote, but you know what I'm saying? We have got to focus on the love, which brings me to... Um, another clip that I want to share with you that is actually Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez and something really powerful that she shared as well. Here it is. And I should add that she gave this speech after she had listened to Eddie God Jr. But what I have to say to the young men and increasingly some of the young women in this country that are falling into the grips of white supremacy, that find themselves getting radicalized in a funnel of vitriol towards Latinos, towards immigrants, towards African Americans, towards all people black, towards all people Jewish, towards all people of different faiths. What I have to say to you is come back because there is a mother waiting for you. I know it. I know there's a teacher waiting for you saying, what happened to my kid? What happened to my friend? And we will always be here and hold space for you to come back. We will love you back. Are you ready to love them back? Are you? Are you ready to do what it takes to love them back? Because I think that, and I count myself, I include myself in this, that is a really tall order. But that is the order. And I know that some of you may hear what I'm saying and think, you are ridiculous. Are you effing kidding me right now with your, we're going to love them back. We're going to forgive them for this racist S-H-I-T. We're just going to forgive and forget. <sighs> there is no other way. 
There is no other way through this. They have forgotten who they are. They are, they have forgotten their divinity. They are, they have forgotten why they are here. Or maybe not. Maybe they know exactly why they're here. Doubtful, but let's just say they are playing a role in this. Trump is playing a role in this. I was watching Joseph Campbell the other day. And it's on Netflix and you can totally watch him um, and the series that he did years ago. And when, like, I'm not going to lie, when I want to fall asleep, I put it on and I watch it. But the episode two, I think, does a beautiful job of talking about this dualistic nature and the duality of things and how... You know, we get into this habit as humans of seeing things in a dual nature. It's good or it's bad. We get stuck there. We get it's good or it's bad without realizing that sometimes that bad is what triggers the good. That bad is what turns it around. It awakens us. This moment can awaken us. It can awaken us past what you think is even achievable. And yes, this is exactly about our parenting. It has direct implications to our parenting. I know I haven't even used that word up until this very moment, 17 minutes in, parenting. It has a direct correlation to how we're parenting our kids. Not only do we have to raise them to understand the racism that exists in the world. Yes, we have to teach them about the racism, about the unconsciousness. Racism is unconsciousness and we have to teach them that. And we have to also do the work on ourselves so that we don't unknowingly pass on any of that unconsciousness onto them, that we're consciously making an effort to teach them to be inclusive, to be kind, to be welcoming, to not, to, to not, um, put people in a box based on color, the color of their skin and their background, to have empathy and compassion for everyone Even people who are unconscious and who are caught up in their own hate. To still treat them with the love. To still hold space for them. To love them back. The way Alexandria Ocasio was saying. Okay, that is it. That is what I want to leave you with. That is where I want to stop. Thank you so much for listening, for joining me on this fourth episode of the summer series. I feel like even last year, one of the episodes came about because of the, because of the nature of life and, and holding space for that. And here we are again with another episode that I didn't expect. I didn't expect to have this um, topic 
but here we are and i'm really happy to be on this journey with all of you and i hope that this was of some value and it gave you certain things to think about as you move forward in this space and continue to process everything that's happening in the world thank you so much i will see you next time y que viva la evolución Also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and please leave a review. It is a super, super important in order to help spread the message. You can follow us, our parents on Instagram at iam.isenia at palomenchaka and at somos.barthes. You can also subscribe to their newsletter on their website at somos-barthes.com. Gracias! Gracias.